I mean, part of it is the fact that once I found that and opened it up, it was, ew. Uh, but also, <laughs> I was like, I haven't been very good at this. Here I was this entire time. I thought, I am completely ready and prepared oh, for whatever. you super bragged about it. For, yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah, for whatever life would bring to me. But then I realized, oh, if it's been over 10 years, you really need to take a look at that. And it's been over 10 years. And was it? But no, it hasn't. <laughs> I just admitted too much. Yes. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah You're particularly Stillen. wacky today. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And uh, I do appreciate everybody who tunes into the show. Don't forget that you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. What a wonderful link. What a wonderful link there at the top of the page. Greg, I feel like you were referencing uh, purchasing things from said link, perhaps at the beginning of the show that we're going to go back to here in just a minute. Wait, what was I referencing? Oh, well, I did. I purchased. Oh, I purchased part of something on there. Okay. No, I'm a long ways before I reach my collection of being completely ready for what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah. No, but I did go there. I did go to funemploymentready.com and click on that Amazon link. So Perfect. that is entirely something that I did. It's a great way. If you're going to do your shopping, is to go to funemploymentradio.com first. <laughs> That's did you know they're way. opening up a? Um, have you ever heard about the Amazon Go to the cashierless stores? No. So you don't know what I'm talking about? So well, I mean, I'm, I know what I believe. I understand the concept of a cashierless store. Yeah, but I mean, they have them. Like Amazon opened these things up. They're, they're called Amazon Go stores, and they're they ghost stores. Go Go oh. stores. I was like Amazon ghost stores. Amazon where, ghost stores. Where there aren't yes, employees. Yes. <laughs> well, it could be run by ghosts. That's actually hard to say. Yeah. So no, it's a thing that's actually happening. They've they've opened up like 20 of them around the country, and I think like the UK or something like that, where it's. A store, these these nor- normal ones are pretty small, where you walk in and you scan to show that you have an Amazon Prime account, and then that's it. Then you just walk around the aisles of this place, grab things, throw them in your bag, and walk out. Not like a great idea. And then just walk out. Wow. There's no employees there to stop you. There's like one there for like if something spills or there's you, somebody really needs help. Otherwise, you don't talk to anybody. So it's a lie. In. There's actually an employee in there. Well, but it's not a cashier. Huh. So it's not a not a lie. The only thing I've ever seen similar to that was, of course, the Portland version of uh, near a place. Uh, it's in Southeast that I run by. That is a cashierless or like employeeless um, kombucha pouring place. What? I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah. So it's this room. From my understanding, is that there's nobody in there, and you put your like debit card in to unlock the door, and then you get to like pour your own. It's a pour your own kombucha like place. That's kind of weird. It's super weird. So you just go in there and hang out, and you like pay for the kombucha that you drink. You just hang out and drink kombucha in there. Do people just hang out in there? Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen people in there, but I've never slowed down enough to be like super interested in it. Weird. But I know it exists because I've met somebody who's been there. Like, oh yeah, you just go in and like it's, I think it's draft, and you just pay for your kombucha, and then it just fills up a cup for you or something, yeah. or fills up. And a... then you just sit there and you're like, ooh, I'm unsupervised. <laughs> In Portland, in a kombucha shop in Southeast Portland. That is, there is nothing that could be more Portland than that. I know, right? Uh, so, <laughs> I hadn't heard of that one. But the Amazon stores, they're opening up one that's a full like grocery store in Seattle, up on Capitol Hill. That absolutely makes with sense. With zero people in there to monitor it. Like, how do you feel about that? I feel particularly, Seattle's a little bit um, topsy-turvy. Uh, especially on Capitol at? Hill. I think that there might be some bad things happening with an unmonitored store on top of <laughs> Capitol Hill. Yeah, it does kind of seem it like it would be. It kind of seems like it's a bad idea. Yeah. But they're saying that they have all these cameras that would just like monitor you everywhere you go. 
and can um, see again, what you're grabbing and what you're putting in. May I go back to the Botox bandit from like six months ago who also was monitored on camera and she still hasn't been caught. That is true, mm-hmm. 100%. So, so you're camera saying doesn't really prevent it. You're saying this is going to go go wrong. I mean, I don't know if it's going to go wrong, but I don't know. That's that's weird. I like to see the prices and then pick out the cheapest price. Like, Regardless of how money, how much money I have ever, I always pick like the cheapest thing. Uh, no, I, I know. I was in Mexico with you when you asked the bartender to give us, give me your shittiest tequila. I was there when that happened. No, I, I know. I know you like to bar, right, but well, there's nothing wrong Mexico. with that. Mexico. I'm talking about like grocery shopping. Even. This is true. Okay. I like a good bargain. Well, I mean, you could still get your bargains. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be going there. Okay. Is that something that you'd like to do? Uh, I would be interested to see it, just to try it, because it would it'd feel like you're stealing, like you're getting away with something, even though you're not. You're not at all. It would be a weird feeling. Yeah. All right. I'd try it. Anyway, um, go to <laughs> funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. There you go. Don't have to talk to anybody. Just click on your purchases. We'll never know what you buy, and we will never judge. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to let's go to something else. Uh, let's talk about one thing I did pick up off of there, and it's not all about Amazon. I swear, was I bought another emergency kit, but it's not just not an emergency kit. I bought a first aid kit because it's the first step in my process of replacing something that I thought I had fully ready to go. Okay, and this is something that you've said that you've had for years. I have. That you've been like, oh, everybody else isn't ready, but I'm super ready for whatever's going to happen. Well, I wouldn't say that's how I sounded, but I mean, it's that's... pretty much exactly. I, I feel like I'm a good mimic, and I feel like that was kind of what you sounded like. So, I have talked about it before, that I feel like I'm prepared for when, um, you know, there's a few different things that could happen. You know, there's always the the impending apocalypse, you know, that could go on. And I, I think I'm prepared for that. And I'm going to talk about how I'm prepared. But I also, you know, there's like the big earthquake. The big one. The big one. Which here in the Northwest, yes. Yep, here in the Northwest, there's the constant impending threat of the big one. Because the fault off of the Oregon coast and Washington coast is someday going to, uh, there's going to be a, an earthquake. And it's going to be like a giant one that could destroy the entire It's going to kill us all, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically when it happens... Like some so of everyone th- wonders why people in the Northwest are always like kind of depressed. There's always this low fun, uh, like hum of complete yeah. uh, annihilation all the time. I, I read one of them where it's like if you survive it, <laughs> because it's going to be so big that it still could be like a couple of months that were cut off from the outside world. Like it really could go to full like you know apocalypse out here because we would be cut off. You couldn't oh, get I, out. I believe it. Yeah. So with that, with those, uh, with those kinds of things, I think. One of the things that, um, you know, we could do is this. <clears throat> so what I could do is prepare myself a little bit better. And I decided that I, I took a look in my basement. You know, I was trying to figure out, and I thought that I had my emergency preparedness kit there. And Yeah, you've always said that you had one. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can just go to my basement and get all my stuff and I have my crossbow. I opened, I opened it. It was so gross. <laughs> it was so it was so gross. Uh, so it was full. <laughs> Turns out I hadn't opened it in a long time. Yeah, that's because it's an emergency kit. Yeah, but the, the water. You do have to update them. Somehow the water jugs themselves like leaked during that amount of time. I didn't know that they would leak. And it was full of water. And it was so I've been getting rid of a lot of shit from my house just like dumping stuff I've done uh, did a bunch of runs and I'm like just getting rid of stuff but this was in one of my bins that was stacked and I just like huh I just realized I've never gone through those bins in quite a long time turns out quite a long time and it was full of stuff that uh, that should not be there anymore no so I mean as somebody who wants to like be prepared for something like so let me ask you this. So you said that you want to, like, you know, get emergency kits and start to be more prepared. Yes. Is this something that you – are you just going to, like, 
get another one and put it back down in your basement? Or is this going to be the thing? Because chances are, when the big one hits, you're probably not going to be at your house. See, but uh, that's true. But I mean, I have my plan to get back to my house. Like, and that are you going to start carrying around a kit with you or and something? And this is what I'm concerned with. Yeah. Is like how far down this prepper hole that I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the prepper hole. So So is this something that you're striving to become? So with this purchase I don't want to strive, you know, too much, but I feel like I do need to get the emergency kit there. I do have my weaponry at home as well because I've got my uh my swords and then I've got a um a mini crossbow and I've got a bow and arrow that I don't know how to shoot very well, but nonetheless I have like four arrows. So you have multiple weapons that you don't know how to use. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yes, I don't really. And I have like some weird kind of like shock thing. Like a taser? No, it's not a taser. It's something else. Something that my brother gave me. It like pops out and it makes like a lot of noise and it's like a shocker. I mean, if that's illegal, of course I that don't have that That sounds super fucking illegal. I mean, if it is, I, of course I don't have that at home. So I don't know. This is all for satirical purposes. Do you need a license for a sword at home? I don't know for a sword, but whatever that illegal like Mexican firearm that your brother gave you. It's not a firearm. It doesn't shoot anything. It's just really, it scares me. So I've only opened it a couple of times. Like, eh, like I'm gonna hurt myself with that. So, well, knowing your brother, he probably got it in like Tijuana. Yeah, he might have. Yeah, yeah. There's a good chance uh-huh. that that's very that's possible. So anyway, I feel like I'm somewhat prepared there. You know, I could kind of be ready. With a bunch of weapons that you will hurt yourself with, and a bunch of old ten year old water that is leaking in your basement. Okay, not with the old water. Yeah, that is true. That that part, I feel like that's going to be an issue for me. So that's why I want to start preparing again. But then, how far down this road do I go? Because I have already stated that I'm I'm going to be buying a Jeep. So since that's happening, like, am I going down? Am I going through some phase where I'm going to be like a midlife like, crisis? No, I'm not saying that. Like a prepper oh. crisis. I'm not buying a red I Corvette. Think a midlife crisis a red and Corvette a, and is a prepper a, crisis can go hand in hand a little. A midlife crisis is a red Corvette. I guess they could be separate because midlife crisis is trying to. Cling what would you des- quantify? Okay, midlife crisis is like desperately trying to cling on to your youth, or like you know, try and do the things that you were unable to achieve, like when you were young and virile and full of life. Wait, but and that's then, not fair because I'm buying a Jeep because I'm able to achieve that now. Like, how does that make me what? So I just should never get anything that I want because I'm. <sighs> and then a prepper is preparing for the future because they're like. They're like, all right, well, you know, shit's going to go down in the future. I need to be prepared for the bad. I'll just buy a 90, 1990 Ford Ranger like I used to have so I can make sure that I never try to get better or advance or do anything. I think that maybe you need to embrace this midlife prepper crisis. <laughs> now, how would I embrace it? Um, well, you know, you're getting a Jeep, so that's a, that's a good start. Oh, which, by the way, I went with – I'm close. There's one that if it's there tomorrow – I probably will get it. Oh, but Craig, you just but put if it's it out gone there, today, and if the person knows who you are and they're listening. That's okay. If it's gone today, then then it's okay. I actually went with my buddy Doug. Um, and Doug, thank you so much for coming with me to- uh, you see the big scary car guy that you brought with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug knows what he's talking about. And I clearly don't. So, yes, Doug was my big scary car guy that I brought with me, who knows what he's talking about. Oh, those are always the best people to bring with you. So good. Yeah. So good to have. It's like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but they do. Doug does. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so and so I actually walked away yesterday. I walked away from something. <laughs> Wait, and left Doug there talking to them? No, no. Doug, oh. <laughs> Doug went with me. <laughs> he met me there. It was at a dealership. Like, it was, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. I know what, like, 
Money. Did you give him your keys and your ID this time? I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go down that far. Um, no, but we ended up walking away. And so I'll see if it's there. I'm giving it a, giving it another like 24-ish hours. If it's gone, it's gone. I'll, I'll keep on looking for something else. If it's there, well, then we'll see what happens. That's where I'm at. Okay. But anyway, all of that stuff. So you're basically implying I'm either becoming like a full-on prepper or I'm having a midlife crisis. I think you're having combo. a mixture of the two. I mean, let's just say, all right, let's just lay it out on the table. Greg, you are a very hard worker. You've been in broadcasting for a long time, and you've worked very hard to get to where you are. Now you're getting a little bit of uh, monetary and, you know, and um, monetary success as well as, like, recognition for what you're doing. So now you're kind of embracing that. You're wearing a lot of sweaters. You, God damn um, it, I knew you'd call out this sweater. It's It's a sweater. Is this sweater too much? Am I wearing too many sweaters? I don't even know like what your normal clothes look like anymore. Because I feel like I only see you in fancy clothes now, and it's weird. All of a sudden, like it was overnight. Like how we talked about the floral shirts. How the ladies all of a sudden go one oh night, and they're like, God, floral shirts. Are you shirts. saying I'm a floral shirt person? No, I'm saying the you're equivalent? the male equivalent of a floral shirt person. Oh, Sarah, I'm that is sorry, so... I'm sorry, Even when I see you when you're relaxing in the afternoon now, you still are wearing your button-up shirt and fancy shoes. So you're saying I'm, I've gone to commercial. What what I mean, that what are you be implying? The word I'd use. <laughs> <laughs> what word would you use, Sarah? I'm saying I am very impressed by how hard you work and very impressed by what all you've achieved in your success. But I think that yes, it is, you know, people grow and I think that it just so happens that you are in your early 40s and it's happening around that same time that that crisis word happens sometimes where you know you are kind of Wearing sweaters and buying a new Jeep and wearing more expensive makeup than I am. And that's oh, that's different. That's for on air stuff. That is not. That's not something that I buy. Yes, somebody buys it for you, Greg. What did you do yesterday afternoon? Did you have your private hairstylist cut your hair? It comes with the job. Like what am I supposed to do? You're making it sound more glamorous than it is. It's. It's glamorous. Uh. But I'm just saying you're like you're like kind of riding that line and you deserve it because you've worked really hard to get to where you are and embrace it. I just I don't want you to cross over to the douchey line. I want you to like you could be a prepper and be successful. Just maybe, you know, maybe you need some more like um, like cargo stuff. Less sweaters. You could still embrace the sweater. Like just, I mean, I by the way, see. it's not a private hairstylist. That's so I say Sarah's making it sound like something that it's not. No. All right. Do you have a personal hairstylist that you go to every like that's how often? Uh, there's somebody I go in, to in a particular way, but I can tell them how I want to cut. Oh my god, you're making me sound. All right. It's anyway, excellent. You've worked again. Let me say. Let me reiterate. You've worked very hard to get to where you are. I just you know, one day you were wearing like big ass sandwiches, t-shirts, and like regular stuff, and then now every time I see you, you're wearing either something buttoned up or a sweater. All right. So is this like th- your way of just like intervening here and like telling me? No, I'm just like, I'm kind of just wondering what kind of Jeep person you're going to be. Like, what do you mean? Because you were like, you kind of are, you know, dancing with the whole like prepper thing. You've also like danced with the whole like 80s, like you need to wear like sleeveless shirt, you know, like sleeveless shirt all well, the time. That's who I am in like, my heart. Yeah. But in my heart, that's what I but would then do. There's this guy, then you could be like a yuppie Jeep guy. No, what's a yuppie Jeep guy? Stop looking at me that way. Uh, 
Mr. Jenkins says, our little guy is all grown up. Well, look, I mean, I want to be able to, how do I, how do I balance this line then? Do I, I need say, to wear a sleeveless shirt to work? No, but you need to stay true like, to you. Like, this is who I am. Deal with it. Maybe, you know? maybe you are a sweater guy now. Maybe it happened. Just like, you know, those women Fuck, overnight Sarah, turned into floral like, shirt ladies. What are you doing to me here? <laughs> we talk about our lives on the show. I have given you many accolades saying how impressed I am with how good you are at your job. I buttered you up. Now I'm just I'm just telling you what I see with my eyeballs. I've seen you every day for over 10 years, basically. Yeah. yeah so I can much. tell when there's a little bit of a shift. And I'm saying I've never seen you wear this many sweaters consistently in a row. <sighs> All right. So are you saying that I'm going oh, too says, much? Greg Nibbler, boy starlet. <laughs> That's not what John's saying. Maybe you're just uh, too surrounded by yes people. Oh, stop it. I'm not going to talk about anybody else. Um, oh, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying, like, everyone tells you how fabulous you are. I'm just trying to tell you just what I saw with the sweater thing. That's all. And I think it's really cool that you're going to get a Jeep. But I really think that you, if you're getting a Jeep, should do this, the sleeveless, whatever that song is that you wanted to play when you were driving around in it. This must be, this must be just like Living in Paradise. Yes! Yeah. That would be awesome. <sighs> all right, I'm seeing some comments come through here in our Fun Employment Radio live chat. John says the douche threshold. Asking that, uh, we'll throw the red flag when your wardrobe fills up with Tommy Bahama. Do you have any Tommy Bahama? Vicky says, "What's wrong with sweaters? It's freaking cold outside." Thank you, Vicky. Do you have any Tommy Bahama? I don't even know honestly what a Tommy. I Bahama think it's, it's is. a brand. It's like a yeah. fancy brand. No, I do not. You could technically maybe have some Tommy Bahama. And it, not let's know be it. in all fairness; these sweaters are from Ross Dress for Less, so <laughs> let's not go too far here. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where this stuff came from. Well, how are you? Or Nordstrom mix- Rack. That's where I bought my shoes. That's a very nice place. Yeah. So, how are you going to mix this this prepper lifestyle? Like, how are you going to incorporate being a prepper with also being a preppy? Well, I'm I I can live a diverse lifestyle. I mean, are you going to take your prepper stuff with you? Are you going to have to figure out like places to hide it, like in your sweater, perhaps, so that you're ready? Like, if the apocalypse comes, can you like hide your crossbow under there? Is this something you're always? I don't think be I should bring about? weapons around because I think preppers are consistently prepared. That's what it's like to be prepared. You don't just leave something somewhere and hope that you're there when when something happens. When it all goes down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know. I've told you. I know a prepper, and you know one too. And okay. they constantly have weapons on them <laughs> and sustenance. Wait, who? I've told you. Oh, okay, we know you're two right. We know a couple. We know, t- yeah, we know more okay. than a couple. Sorry, we had to mute that. Can't call other people out like that. But yeah, um, but yeah you're right. All right, so I have to balance which which side I'm going to yeah. be on. Or you can be like the you know both sides. Like I think we we balance. You're putting like, a lot of pressure on me here. We balanced being a lot of different. You know, t- like doing a lot of different types of things. <sighs> Sarah, I know. All right. Well, I'm I'll, sorry. I didn't mean to come. Do you want out. Me I didn't to take want the you to feel bad about. No, the sweater's nice. I am actually kind of warm. I can't believe you're still wearing the sweater. I'll take the sweater. Are you wearing off. a button-up shirt underneath it? <laughs> no, I'm not. Surprise. Greg's no, wearing, wearing a black, black t-shirt. t-shirt. Now this looks black more t-shirt normal. Every single day, like I just don't wear a black t-shirt around an office situation. Plus, it's cold out. I'm wearing a black t-shirt. Look All right. You. All right. Look, you look like a bad boy now. You look like you're ready to buy a jeep. <sighs> All right, well, you've given me some things to think about. This wasn't where I thought this show was going to go. Um, 
John says it's good to know which of your friends has weapons on them at all times. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't know who all has weapons on them at all times. What do you define as a weapon? Because um, I usually I have a I have multiple defense tools. Yes, as you me. should. Yeah. You you a hundred percent should. I never leave without my two separate defense tools. I think you definitely should. Yeah. Have that. Yep. But I don't really have I, I don't know if those are considered weapons. Those are just protection. I don't know. Keep in mind I'm the same person who had his truck robbed at a Burgerville drive thru. So yeah. I mean clearly I'm not uh <laughs> not don't have a lot for for that. Don't besmirch yourself because some crazy person got you at the drive thru. Well, I know, but I'm saying I'm not clear, clearly not carrying weapons where I'm going to attack someone like that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I don't know. I'm excited to see where this new Jeep. Well, I don't know where it. I'm going. I'm so confused now by everything that you've just put into my head. I don't even really know what's going. I just on. wanted you to just think about it. <sighs> All right. And again, you're doing a great job. And you totally deserve a Jeep. Go get a Jeep. Because I really, really want to ride in during the summer. <laughs> With the top down? Oh, my God. I also saw one of those Jeep truck things when I was driving home yesterday. Those are pretty sweet looking. The which one? The Jeep trucks. Uh, yeah, well, a, I thought they looked funny on the internet, and then I saw one driving. The and, Centurions or whatever? Yeah. No, it said a Rubicon on the uh, side of it. Oh, then it's probably like the extra, extra fancy Centurion It was Centurion super fancy. Rubicon. It was, yeah, it had like the four doors, and then it had like the truck bed, and it was bright white, and it was I'm really probably calling pretty. it the wrong name, but I think... Uh, no, I think that's what they're called. Anyway, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Those are... Very expensive. Yeah, it Gladiator. Looks- Why am I saying Centurion? Sorry, <laughs> that was stupid. Um, Gladiator, Jeep Gladiator. Yeah, um, well, it looked super fancy. I don't know what I'm talking about with the other one, but um, yeah. Oh, they are very fancy. They yeah. are very. I mean, then you just look at something, you're like, that looks expensive. They're out of my range. Yeah, let's just say that they're out of sweater range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy was like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know, like you know, super fancy sunglasses and just driving like it. Like a turd, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg, it's another day, another Guinness record. This one sounded extra delicious, though, so I thought you might be interested in it. There has now been a Guinness World Record about pizza. That has been broken in France, where a pizzeria has announced it broke the Guinness World Record by cooking up a pizza featuring 257 different kinds of cheese. That's too many kinds of cheese. I did not realize there were so many kinds of cheese. I'm surprised you and didn't makes, know that. It makes me feel sad that all the all the cheese that I haven't had. Can you name the cheeses that you have had? Probably not, because I've had lots of like sample cheeses, yeah. and I've had like fancy cheeses, and then like at some of the cater waitering events I do they'll have like you know giant cheese platters of like 17 different kinds of cheeses yeah I think I've had probably about if you had to estimate 70 you think that's it no 70 maybe different more kinds like of cheese? 100 more like 100 kinds of cheese yeah how about you that well I mean I did give out cheese samples one time as a job you so didn't I did. you had the beret yeah. yeah how many pieces of cheese did you or how many types of cheese did you have I you took a that? ton with me after that heck yeah you did I was like this job this job is terrible I'm taking all the cheese samples. I didn't get hired back, so I don't really care. <laughs> um, yeah, I took a whole bunch of cheese home. Free cheese is amazing. Yeah, free I mean, you worked or for I it. just took it. You worked for it. You know, there were samples. I just took 
an inordinate amount of samples for myself. <laughs> right. Well, they said to get rid of the cheese, and you got rid of the cheese. Yes. You fulfilled your job duties. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, in at Delice Pizza in Lyon, France. Uh, they unveiled a pizza featuring 257 different Leon? varieties. Lyon. Whatever. I have a friend whose last name is Lyon, and that's how they spell it. So. I, I know said friend. At least I know San Fran. Yes. Anyway, 257 different varieties of do? cheese. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, the manager had originally only planned, uh, planned to include 254 varieties of cheese. Isn't this story incredibly compelling? But he ended up adding three more to round out the flavor profile. The pizza officially broke. How would you tell the, the difference between any of that? Record. Actually, it probably sounds like it tastes terrible. For most varieties of cheese on a pizza, the previous record, 154 varieties of cheese. So he topped it by 100 extra cheeses. But was it evenly spread out or did you just have it in chunks like around? I think it all Like each be piece on... of pizza needs to have at least one piece of each one of those cheeses. It each does slice. not say each a slice. slice. It does not say a slice. It says a pizza. Nah, see. It says a pizza. Granted, I know in Italy you don't do it by the slice, but still, I feel like every... Every bite within a normal slice range, you should should have a, a good chance of getting all of them into that bite. That's a that's an no, okay. amount. Okay, not oh, then then within a slice, the amount of square footage a slice square inches a slice would take, there should be. You should be able to taste every kind of cheese within that. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. I don't mind having like different cheeses like complement each other for different things on pizza. But granted, I just love pizza. True. I mean, if there was a pizza, a slice of pizza with 257 types of cheeses, maybe they're all blended together. I don't know. Because some of them could be crumbly, some are hard cheeses. You know, some See, then it just cheeses. sounds like it tastes gross. It's too many Probably. flavors. Probably. It could be. But you're more particular than I am. Yeah, true. I mean, I would definitely try a 257 cheese pizza. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's continue on with this amazing story. Oh, no, that was the end of it. Thank God. All right. Next up, this is something that has boggled my mind for years, and I have never, ever heard of an explanation for it because this used to happen to me all the time when I lived in a house in Seattle. So when I was in, like, seventh grade, sixth and seventh grade, and I didn't think this was actually possible. So this is in Illinois. An Illinois family is now coming out saying that a wall in their nine-year-old daughter's bedroom has been picking up radio signals for years, playing voices and muffled music, and they've never been able to figure out why. But it's playing for some reason in their house. I used to, all the time, hear weird, like, church music yeah. in my house. Like, and like it sounded like talking from the walls. There was, you know, no stereo on, no TV, no anything. And just hear, like, you can't hear the words, but almost like gospel music, and then the... Like someone talking? Yeah. So I guess this is something that happens, that people's pipes or other parts of their houses can pick up AM radio signals. I will say there's a couple of times where I have heard music in my house. And I just assumed, (laughs) well, (laughs) I assumed it was a roommate. But this has actually happened where I wake up in the middle of the night and you can just hear faint music. I hear music. That's terrifying. Yeah. I would hear mine during the day. And I've oh, gone downstairs night, to. to see if any roommates 
you know, just to walk by the rooms that they're by the bathroom. Like if they had televisions on or something, I'd hear it. Yeah. yeah I'd hear noise. Nothing. That's because I. But I go back up to my room and I hear it. That's what happened to me. I would hear like, but it was like a gospel station. So it'd be like almost organ music I would hear. This is an organ music that I hear. It's yeah. more like, um, I mean, I can't tell 100%. Does this happen? Has this happened to it's anybody else? It's not like rock. It's like. So it's like more of a rock? Like not classical, but somewhere somewhere in between classical and classic rock. I don't know what, what would fall into that. Okay, like 50s music. 50s. Mine, I would sit in 50s. there and then I would hear like music and I'd be like, this is crazy. This is going on in my head. And then I'd hear. Like you're talking, and then all of a sudden you'd hear more music. I'm like, this but where was like it? You lived in Seattle. Yeah, but this, where? This is when I lived. Um, is that the weird ass house that you lived in? Yeah, the giant old um, barn farmhouse thing. I don't think that's the one I was thinking of. No, the one in Seattle was where it was the old ice cream factory. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Yeah, that's that's where I heard it, and it was like on a corner. So Wasn't that, that house was, messed up anyway? I mean, it had like hidden passages and stuff. I mean, it yeah. Was, it was messed up. It was an old ice cream parlor, and we found a whole bunch of like Sears Roebuck catalogs in the walls, and then somebody had burned a swastika into the far corner of the basement. Yeah. That counts so as that a messed was, up house. <laughs> it was kind of terrifying, but it was amazing. I had a hidden room behind my closet that was hidden in one of the molding panels that you could lift up, and you could crawl in. It you know where else they had something area. like that in? What? Paranormal activity. <laughs> one of the little girls crawled into one of those things. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I would hear it all the time. So this, okay, so here it is. So muses and voice, um, uh, voices and music were repeatedly heard inside of the walls in his daughter. Um, so this is Richard Smith, his daughter Brianna's room in their house, and the family eventually determined that something in the wall was picking up a local AM radio station. So this station that they were hearing was also a Christian radio station. Um, it sent out an engineer to investigate, but they were unable to identify how it was playing in the house. He said, I don't, I've got to be honest with you, I don't know how, what's acting as a speaker. There's nothing I can explain of what you're actually hearing. But they were able to compare what, they were, what the family was hearing to what the station was playing. And it's the same thing, but they can't figure out how it's playing in the walls of the house. That's weird. That's just bizarre. I, I, this has to have happened to more people. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I've heard music before. Well, now so I maybe like that I, is I something that's coming from, from the radio. It's, or it could be Eunice serenading you. Oh, Greg. <laughs> I don't know. All right, yeah, so they opened up the walls, and the electrical grounding was examined, but the family was still able, unable to figure out where it was being picked up. <clears throat> Household objects have been able to know, uh, have been known to be able to pick up radio signals in the past. Did you know this? So I guess, um, like, in 2018, there was a case where a man uh, was picking up um, radio signals from the metal components of his fan... When the power was off. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. So one of these, so it was like a tower fan. I'm looking at the picture of it right now. Yeah, so he was hearing like music and voices coming from that. That's kind of strange. I think it's very strange. I just want to see if anybody else had heard that because I remember hearing that when I was a kid. I don't know. I feel like something maybe was different at your house. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good. as we're both saying that we both heard it and we both lived in extremely haunted houses. Shh, what are you talking about? <laughs> My house is just fine. Just All fine, right. Sarah. Oh, did you find some audio? Oh. <laughs> and I do have a hilarious story to round it out. A 36-year-old woman has been arrested for calling 911 after her parents said they were tired of paying for her cell phone and shut off her power for it. How'd she call if her cell phone was shut off? 
Uh, so a 36-year-old, I, that's a really good question. Let's find out. A 36-year-old Ohio woman has been arrested. Wait, I'm sorry. How old? 36. For some reason, I just glossed over that age and assumed I heard that wrong. A 36-year-old like year was arrested last week when she repeatedly called 911 to complain that her parents had cut off her cell phone service. 36. <laughs> so... Uh, so she and so this woman, um, her name is Saloni Kertarpal, uh, a Jackson Township, Ohio. Uh, so she was arrested after she called nine one one, demanding the police come to her house. Uh, authorities didn't note what phone she was using to make the phone calls, <laughs> but dispatcher said to call her, uh, tell her to call nine one one only if there was an actual problem. However, she reportedly called back two hours later, insisting she felt the lack of a working phone was a legitimate police matter. Uh, documents obtained by the smoking gun said that she was belligerent during her phone calls to the point officers decided to arrest her on charges of disrupting public services, a fourth degree felony. So she appeared in court and was released after posting a $2,500 bond. Um, so they noted that also she is a licensed realtor <laughs> and that authorities have not said why her parents shot off her phone service in the first place. She's a realtor? Yeah. Who is... Not paying pol- for her own phone. Not paying for her own phone, calling the police because her parents. I, I found a picture of her too. Like those are murder eyes. Like those are great. If you've never know what crazy eyes look like, those are crazy eyes. Look in our chat. I put her. I put it in there. Okay, let me see. Oh no! I want to sell you a house and then murder no. you. No. Yeah. Repeatedly called nine one one. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's also trying to pull up something else. But um, all right, well there you have it, my friends. I was going to pull up the music in the walls because there was a video on it. I thought that was. No, I don't think we can up. play it anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, that's true. It could be copyrighted. All right. Well, anyway, there you have it. By the way, I'm a realtor that pays for my own phone bill. Give me a call if you'd like to buy or sell a home. Sarah at Defiance. Oh, I guess send me an email. Sarah Realty.com. Why are you looking at me weird? That's your world of crazy. Is that your whole ad that you just ran? Why are you looking at me weird? Send me an email. <laughs> I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Seriously, send Sarah an that's email. My, um, that's my bragging. I pay for my own cell phone bill and rent <laughs> and everything else. All right. Well, I had something else that I wanted to share. And it's pretty big and it's a little bit disturbing to throw in at the end of the show. And so that's why I'm a, I, don't, I want to make sure that everybody's, you know, understanding. I'm not trying to upset you. I'm not trying to make you scared. I'm not trying to have you worry about things. But maybe I what am trying to doing? excite you just a little bit. Do. Because, Sarah, it's time for Squat Squat! Squatch! Sarah, let me tell you about this Squatch. Oh, please, Greg, tell me more. So this actually is a very recent recording from YouTuber Preston Riley. Oh, he sounds very legitimate. Preston Riley was out in the wilderness, not in the Northwest, actually, in Ohio, of all places, where he may have encountered the sounds of a Midwestern Squatch. Oh, a Midwestern one. Yeah, they're a little bit weird. But here's the thing. Said Here's what he said. I was inside my house feeding my dog, and me and my dog were both curious as to what we were hearing outside. I ran outside as fast as I could to try to understand what it was, but I couldn't understand what I was hearing, because I've never heard anything like this before near the woods at my house. This video is not fake. 
I swear this happened out of the middle of nowhere randomly. And so here's what it is. I'm going to go ahead and play some sounds. Oh. Those are sounds. Thank goodness. That this gentleman played. Okay, so did you hear the sound of the Sasquatch, Sarah? Mm, I mean, I heard sounds. I don't know if it was Sasquatch sounds. That kind of sounds like a dog. In what on earth else could distance. that be? There's no way a dog. That's could a make dog, that noise like that far, far away, away. That's echoing. They probably live at. Not at all. In like some you know remote area of Ohio. This is obviously a squatch who is clearly angry about things. It's February, you know, coming on to March, probably a little bit hungry. Also just a little ticked off. Is he trying off. to find a forest wife? This time of year they are tend they tend to start looking for forest is wives. Is this mating Sasquatch season? I wouldn't say it's mating season, but it's lonely season. It's just like lonely everybody else season. coming out of the holidays they're a little bit lonely. February is a tough month for a lot it's of people. It's a tough month. Valentine's Day happened. Where was Squatch's Valentine? Nowhere to be found. Out there in the woods by himself. So, yeah, Squatch is a little bit lonely. Sorry if he's a little bit, you know, vocal about that. But that's what's really going on there, I think, is what's happening. Is you've, got a, you've got a lovelorn Squatch on your hands. Lovelorn Squatch? <laughs> you really want to avoid that. Can you please write a Courage song that's called Lovelorn Squatch? It was a lovelorn Squatch. Yeah, okay. Might be able to do that. So that's what's going on. I want to make sure everybody knew about it. This is clearly evidence uh, that 2020 is the year of Bigfoot. We all know it's going to happen. And this is the start of it. That concludes this. Squatch Watch. I do think there's a squatch in these woods. Squatch! There we go. Wanted to make sure that that was everybody was aware of that. Wow, I'm so, yeah, everyone's terrified now, Greg. I'm so glad you. I know. That I'm warning. sorry that I scared everyone. I'm yes. sorry that sorry that I really put that fear fear of squatch in everyone. Just be real careful out there. Yeah, a lot of lovelorn squatches. Well, can we say what we're doing today? Like, not what we're going to do, but going to do what we have a meeting today for a potential event that we like to do in the spring. Yes. <gasps> what? what? It could be happening on a Saturday, but not this Saturday. Not this Saturday. Maybe the next Saturday. Maybe the following Saturday. Yes. So keep that. keep your keep your ears open for March seventh. Um, yes, I know. I didn't know you were just, just going to say that. Uh, you know what? Yeah, at this point, saying, we're doing a thing on March seventh. So that's save the, the point. Day. We got to get the, the details day. in. Save the day. <laughs> Perfect, Greg. We don't even keep. We haven't in. had an event since. Well, that's why I'm like, you know what? Party. Let's just see. No, what it is. I'm fucking excited. Yeah, we're planning it for March seventh, so it's a week and a half away from now. Yeah. So and local one here. We'll let you know more tomorrow. Yeah. We got our meeting later today. I might not be able to be here tomorrow because what? I, might, I might be having to do some showings out of town. So I will let you know, but I'm letting you know now. Okay. It's not 100%, but Is just it out so in the woods? You know, it might be out in the woods. Be careful for squatches. That do you factor Ohio. that in in your real estate? I don't. I did see a couple of houses yesterday that, like, one of them I walked into, I was like, huh? I mean, it wasn't, like, scary or anything, but I was waiting for my client, and I'm just like, 
you know, I'm not going to go in by myself. You know, when you walk in and like there was a basement and a and an upstairs, and it was just kind of dark and it had yeah. been shut up for a while. I'm like, I don't think I need to be waiting in here to be murdered. I think I'll just wait out in the sun outside. Yeah, don't don't wait to be murdered. Yeah. Also, if you'd like me to come along on any of those as a consultation, you know, for squatch issues for where, where people are buying houses. There are some pretty amazing properties out there. Yeah, if you're showing some out in the country. That forest one that I showed totally looked like a Squatch could be out there. Well, so why don't you just pay me a small consultation fee and I'll come along with you. And I'll just wait out in the woods while you're showing them the property. And then, you know, you'll be walking around and all of a sudden I'll be like, boom, sorry to scare you. That's what could happen with the Squatch out here. And I know that you're interested in buying property Every idea you have is worse than the next And I just wanted to make sure that you're aware that it is Squatch season and they are a lovelorn. That's how you get shot, Greg. <laughs> Boom. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye.